Welcome back to Courage to Shine with Michelle Colt. So as I was getting my thoughts together for what I wanted to talk about this week, I got this really interesting download that I needed to really go even deeper into beliefs. I was going over old content that my husband and I used to share at our workshops goodness gracious, like 17 or 18 years ago when we first started teaching in New York City. And I came across some information that we shared about beliefs at that time. So I looked it over and then I tweaked it because of course a lot has come through around this in the last 17 or 18 years. And I really feel that what I'm going to be presenting today in this particular episode is going to be super powerful and it's going to position you into a place where you'll be able to let go of deep-seated beliefs that maybe you weren't even aware of. That's powerful to say the least. So before I jump in, I'm just going to invite everyone to Notice gravity. Go ahead and just let your stomach muscles relax. Imagine that that relaxation is moving into your back muscles. Upper back, middle back, lower back. Let your jaw relax. As best you can, let your tongue widen and relax in your mouth, right behind your lower teeth. Letting the butthole relax. Notice what the temperature of air feels like wherever you are right now. And just tune into the stillness, silence, and space auditorily as best you can. Remembering that even when you're in a noisy place, there's always more stillness, silence, and space because it's the background for all sound. Here we go. So what we identify with becomes a part of our identity, the way we perceive ourselves, and the way we think others are perceiving us. So I've had two different clients share with me in the last couple of months that they recently realized that they had this unconscious fear that other people didn't like them. They weren't even conscious until up until a couple of weeks ago or a month ago that this was in the background and was affecting them on many, many different levels. So when they were able to identify that this was in the background, it has been extremely freeing for both of them to say, to say the least. Because now when that kind of uncomfortable type of feeling comes up, they realize, oh, 
there's that I don't think other people like me concept, belief, whatever you want to call it. And the mere conscious awareness around that, well, it's not mere on any level, it's huge to be aware of something like that, is so penetrating and so enlivening that that coupled with letting their bellies relax, noticing what the temperature of the air feels like against their skin, gets them present and gets them out of that old trance, that unconscious trance. Oh, nobody likes me. Very interesting. Here's the thing. We have a deep need to have consistency between our beliefs and the world around us. This need is deeply programmed into us to create a sense of security and safety. And this want and need for safety and security is the key driving force operating in our lives and is literally driving the bus. And it's the driver behind our thoughts, our feelings, our beliefs, and our perceptions. So this includes our perceptions about ourselves and how we think other people are perceiving us. The drive to create this consistency is so strong that people will do almost anything to be right about their beliefs, even if doing so creates failure, suffering, and unhappiness. And this is one of the major things behind self-sabotage or, as some would say, self-preservation. So again, I've talked about this several times in past episodes. On a very interesting level, self-sabotage is self-preservation. Preservation and protection of the old us. And it's very tied in to the adaptive child I've been speaking a lot about. So what then happens is we will connect and be drawn to people and situations that consistently confirm the truth of what we believe. So in other words, we will be drawn to people, places, jobs, situations, relationships that confirm the bullshit belief. It seems true because we've been believing it so long. I've had many clients that deal with imposter syndrome, and this can be acted out in many fascinating ways. When they're going to be doing a presentation for work, they'll go into this amnesic state and forget the brilliant insights that they had gone over the night before. Another way this can show up is by consistently being late. As I've said in past episodes, this is a way of irritating people so that you have to then people please in order to get the person or people back on your side. It's a fascinating one. Another way this can show up is intense fear and anxiety of not being able to do a good job in whatever it is. 
a person can work themselves up into such a frenzy that they hardly sleep the night before a high-stakes situation for them, and therefore they aren't their best in many ways. Another thing that some people will do is before a high-stakes situation the night before, they will overeat eat foods that make them feel bloated and just not good about themselves. And this can, of course, include drinking too much alcohol and that kind of thing. So again, it's all being being driven in an interesting way by non-resourceful beliefs. And sometimes these are interesting ways that the imposter syndrome shows up. Now, this is what always blows my mind. This is so fascinating. We will distort what we perceive to make a belief seem to be true, even when it's not. I have known people that have worked with me who will have a, I'll just use this languaging, fancy person call them who could really move their career forward and the person never calls them back. That is just mind-blowing. This can show up in the most fascinating ways. Acting neurotic in certain situations when you're not. We all have our neurotic moments, of course, but I'm saying you're so competent in terms of being in a relationship or getting the job, but people will act wacky-dack, which of course is a big turnoff. So interesting how these different things get played out. So if you have a non-resourceful belief that you don't deserve a good relationship in your life and you're not aware of it, you will have a tendency to date people that treat you badly. This could also be coming from a belief that you're not worthy of love. You're not worthy of having a great partner. And you might even unconsciously annoy someone who would be a good partner for you so they'll be unkind to you because then you get to be right about the belief. When I was much younger... I had an underlying fear or belief, same thing, fear, belief, that I was too much, that my emotions are too much, and that I would always be all alone. So when I would get super duper stressed out, I would isolate myself from my husband and oftentimes say or do something that would irritate him so he would get mad at me so that I get to be right about being all alone in my stress or whatever it was. Now, I just realized that there is a lot of clarity that can come through when you'd start to look at your deep fears. Your fears are deeply connected with your conscious and unconscious beliefs. So another way you can play with this is to go under the fear when it comes up. And you can ask yourself, what must I believe to be afraid of this. Let me say that again. So another way to play with this is to go under the fear. So when fear comes up, 
you can ask yourself, what must I believe to be afraid of this? Now, this is really interesting. It's also interesting. If you have a fear of being rejected or judged, check this out. On a really interesting level, people can't reject you. Now, what do I mean by this? They can reject an image or their own projection of who they think you are, but not you. That's a whole nother level of not taking other people's shenanigans personally. Let me say that again. If you have a fear of being rejected or judged, check this out. People can't reject you. And what do I mean by this? They can reject an image or their own projection of who they think that you are, but not you. Hmm. So, one could say that conscious happy people evaluate their beliefs based on whether or not they are helpful, and if they support them in getting the results they want. Remember what I talked about last week during my episode. When you find yourself reacting, resisting, and contracting, ask yourself, what must I believe to be reacting this way? Again, once you can bring conscious awareness in terms of what is underneath the reaction, resistance, or contraction, you will be getting in touch with deep-seated beliefs. Bringing it all up into the light of day, into conscious awareness, is the first step towards being able to step out of it, so to speak. And when you combine this with some process that regulates your nervous system and helps you to get grounded and more present, you are home free. Now, the sweetest spot to be in is a place where you are existing with no beliefs. Now, that might be hard to comprehend, but it is possible. This would require one to be present for most of the time. You can't be present all of the time. The mind is just not programmed that way, or it doesn't operate that way. But to experience a lot more of being present is radic on a deep, deep level. Now, this is the reason why I encourage everyone to play with the nervous system regulation processes so much. It is impossible to feel regulated and present when we are in fight, flight, or freeze. I also want to remind everyone that aspects of your being can be feeling so much more regulated But if you have been triggered somehow, you are going to experience body sensations as the cortisol and adrenaline move through the system. Having a sense of curiosity when this happens and love for yourself and understanding makes a ginormous difference. Now, I had a download come through a couple of days ago, 
and I'm beginning to see very clearly and deeply that what the word enlightenment means is to be fully alive, accepting of all of what we are, and to be very much in the present moment most of the time. This leads to a profound connection with your intuition. Hmm. Ah, wow. Nito Bandito. So, I was going to read another testimonial to everyone today. I've been getting feedback that people are enjoying that. So this is the one for this time. It's entitled Intuitive Goddess. I have known and worked with Michelle Colt for many years. Her wisdom and counseling has helped me through some pretty intense chaos. Her ability to regulate the nervous system truly is remarkable. These podcasts give a fabulous little appetizer to her vast abilities. I find myself eagerly looking forward to each week as her intuition absolutely is tuned into the issues within the collective and her guidance allows new concepts to chill the frantic soul. Lovely. Thank you so much. So go ahead and just begin to notice gravity again. Letting your belly relax. The beautiful sound of the instrument is a gorgeous reminder that you're safe. Notice once again what the temperature of the air feels like against your skin. knowing that it is safe to let go of these beliefs. It is safe to experience more and more pockets of time where you feel present. Ah, follow, rate, and review my podcast course, share it with anyone that you think would benefit in terms of your friends and family. Following me on Instagram is always a good idea as I'm posting processes and insights there all the time. My handle there is Michelle Colt Coach. I was somehow shadow banned several weeks ago and I lost 900 followers overnight. That's beginning to build up again, which I really appreciate. So if you want to go on there and follow me, it would be groovy. To get my beautiful ebook, The Nervous System Whisperer, you can pop on my website, www.michellecolt.com. And to get information about working with me privately, I do have some spots open right now, or to purchase one of my previous online workshops, you can email me at michelle at michellecolt.com. Until next time. <laughs>